Hello and welcome to episode 86, what can you expect in a typical PR program? to the PR Playbook Podcast, the only podcast giving you actionable skills and advice you need to execute a strategic PR program. Warning, what you hear next may lead to brand awareness and increased sales and customer exposure. Now here's your host, Rinjini Joshua. Now I know I've been a little on hiatus here. The holidays have caught up to us. It's been very, very busy, which is awesome, but also exhausting at the same time. But before the new year starts, I thought I'd kind of jot down for you guys what you can expect in a typical PR program if you're trying to get started and what what all is included in public relations in general. So, you know, I've had this problem of answering this question for my parents, as you've probably heard in previous episodes. And what is public relations as it relates to the communications mix? Well, it could be really anything. There's no typical answer. So every brand's goals are a little bit different. And so your PR strategy and your PR program is going to be different or should be different than anybody else's. So it should not be a cookie cutter approach. When you're going into a PR program, you want to have a really customized approach that really nails down on your goals. The real answer is that PR is really a changing landscape right now. So whatever is going to be the most effective communication for your target audience, that's what you want to include in your PR program. So I'm just going to go over a few things that should be included in your PR program. And you might take it or leave it based on what kind of company you are, of course. So press conference, company announcements, your press room, that should be like a PR staple for your company. And that could be the newsroom on your website. It could be press releases, a press release pipeline. It could be press conferences at trade show. So it could be any of those things. You want to develop a pipeline of news announcements that's going to establish milestones and benchmarks throughout the year. Now, our typical recommendation is that you do at least one announcement per month. You don't want to do any more than four announcements per month, four announcements per month, if you don't have real news. So unless you're doing product launches or something like that, there's really no reason for you to be doing more than four announcements. You know, companies that are public that have to do investor relations have a whole different set of announcements that they have to do as well. So you might have like product announcements lined up next to investor announcements, which you have to do monthly announcements on for investor relations. For the most part, you really want to keep it to like one a month and really hone down on something that's newsworthy because the more releases that you have that are not newsworthy, the more the media is going to start ignoring you. So just be careful about that. Keep a really nice place for it on your website, um, a good track record. Also, it's really important to signify your company news versus like press pickups and media coverage, which is different, right? Your company news is things that you announce yourself and media coverage is things that other people write about you. So I would definitely, if you have a press room on your website or a newsroom on your website, keep those things a little bit separate so people can see what's coming from you and what's not coming from you. So that's one key component of a PR program. Brand awareness is another thing that we address in PR and it can happen in many forms. The common marketing benchmark is that a brand must be mentioned about seven times before people take action. So When it comes to brand awareness, it encompasses 
media relations, content creation, marketing, email marketing, social media. So brand awareness is kind of in that little bucket. Now, it's not necessarily a tactic, but it's just a kind of an area that we create objectives around. So, you know, increasing your brand awareness is typically an objective of PR. And the way we do that is typically through media relations. So media relations includes a various amounts of tactics that play that are at play and are focusing on positioning your brand as a leader in its industry. I mean, if you're not positioning as a leader, um, you might be positioning as an innovator. You might be positioning as someone who's different from the rest. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to be a leader. So obviously this is a, a key value in media relations. You can incorporate several different tactics here. You can incorporate expert commentary, which basically taps into the subject matter experts in your organization and has them talking about industry trends, your key innovations, just positioning them as experts talking like they will be leading the industry conversation, basically. So leveraging those guys, connecting them with media that are writing about the different topics in your industry. Addressing trends. So let's say at the end of the year, we do a lot of these trend announcements where we're addressing trends for the new year. Um, we have the subject matter experts within the company or the company as a whole address the trends. Product review and inclusion. So when it comes to physical products or product reviews, then you want to get reviews from either key media targets, YouTube influencers, you know, blogger influencers, all those kinds of people. So the product side of it is a little bit different when you're talking to B, about B2C. Um, you want to really get those included in those review guides, but you really want to focus on the media that is targeted to your specific audience as well. So let's say you have some kind of, you know, smart weather technology, then you might want to go for the gardening publications or the smart home publications. Um, sometimes you can even go to the gadget publications. If you have something else like a Bluetooth speaker, maybe you want to talk about more lifestyle publications. So really find out where your audience lives and target those product reviews and um, product inclusions or gear guides or things like that. So those are kind of different areas of media relations. There are some other areas like opinions, op-eds, but those kind of fall into the next category, which I'm going to talk about, which is thought leadership. The attention to thought leadership and communications has really grown over the past few years. It's just, it's a whole new dynamic when it comes to thought leadership. So there's a few different areas within this subsector. One of them is analyst relations, is creating and establishing relationships with key analyst firms that inform the industry of the greatest trends. So if you ever heard of Gartner or Forrester or Frost and Sullivan or ABI, there's all these key analyst research groups that produce trend reports and people watch it when they kind of look out, out for software and services. So in the B2B sector, analyst relations is huge. So you definitely want to do quarterly analyst relations briefings, vendor briefings, so that they know who you are, and then they can put you in a spot in, in the kind of, I guess, competitive marketplace or competitive landscape. Content creation is another area for thought leadership, um, something we've been doing more and more of, which is contributed bylines, uh, opinion eds, that, that, that goes here, uh, op-ed pieces. But basically, you're writing as an expert, you're being vendor neutral, so you're not promoting your product or your business, but you're really positioning yourself as an expert in the industry of like someone who knows what they're talking about. And this creates credibility for your brand. And hopefully the idea is that once people see how 
smart you are in this byline piece, they'll go to your website and they'll want to partner with your brand because they agree with the kinds of ideas that you have. Speaking is another great place for thought leadership, speaking at events. So um, most trade shows and events have speaker submissions before they create their agenda. A lot of them, I would say about now 50-50 are free speaker submissions. So they want to get your ideas and submissions and then they'll go through a panel of judges to uh, select and apply them. And then 50% of them are sponsored speaker spots where you have to pay to play basically. Both have value. It just really depends on where your audience is and who you want to speak to. And then, of course, there's industry awards that can position you as leaders in the industry. Um, and those are mostly paid at this point. Um, some of them are like editors picks and things like that, where you don't really have a lot of control, but you want to keep in front of the media um, that maybe have reviewed your product in the past. So you can get included in those editors picks for the year or best of guides or things like that. Investor relations is another key area where public relations is important. When managing investor relations, there are a set of communications that you really want to include on a regular basis. You have to do your monthly press release on the status of the investment, of course. But there are also uh, a number of investor publications that you can reach out to to really position and show the growth of the company, which kind of makes investors happy keep them happy to see, you know, how you're progressing in the industry. They want to see that you're hitting milestones and benchmarks. So this is a really great way to kind of um, support investor relations is not only to have the releases that you're supposed to have if you're a public company, but also if you're a private company and you have like seed investment or series investment that you're showing milestones and benchmarks that your company is reaching, new partnerships, new sales goals, new products, any of those things really support the investor relations piece. Event and trade show management is another area. So like if you are going to an event or a trade show, make sure you incorporate a PR strategy because there's typically media. If you are exhibiting at a trade show, please do not forget to download the pre-registered press list or request it. There's always a pre-registered press list. Press lists typically get into events for free. I mean, press typically gets into events for free. You should be able to get the press list if you're an exhibitor. If you're not an exhibitor, here's a way to go around it. You go onto the site and see which media is shown as media sponsors. And those are typically just media that are attending the show. And you can usually reach out to that outlet and find out who's attending from there. So you can find out which outlets are attending because it's usually displayed on the website and then reach out to their editor-in-chief or their managing editor and find out who's attending that show if you, if you don't have access to the press list. Press list is usually reserved as a kind of benefit and value of exhibiting. So you should be able to get it if you're exhibiting. Last but very not least, crisis communications. You know, this is a worst case scenario, but if you have a volatile executive team, if you have some kind of, if you're in an industry or you have a product that potentially has risks, then you definitely want to have a little crisis communications plan in your pocket. And if not a whole plan, at least have a process. And we do have a, a podcast on crisis communications with Anthony Hayes. Go back maybe, I think about 10 episodes and you'll be able to hear um, what he has to say about your kind of like crisis communications checklist, but definitely at least have a process of like, if crisis happens, who are you going to, and kind of like a short list of a team, your crisis comms team and, and who that entails if you don't have a full plan developed. So um, that's another thing where public relations really is a key component. 
So by all means, this is not an all-encompassing list of areas of your business that's touched by public relations, but this is kind of, I think, a pretty good key target list of where your PR strategy needs to kind of focus. I mean, obviously PR is really, really takes care of the brand as a whole, but it definitely supports business development and sales the most, I would say. And of course, reputation management. So it is an essential part of your business plan. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to say that over and over again, but this is what a typical PR program should look like. You should have these elements in your strategy. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me, Ronjini at thesilvertelegram.com. I hope you have such a happy holiday and are getting ready for the new year. I wish you the best and we'll talk soon.